Welcome to our Clothes with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Monday, January the 15th, 2024. It is the uh, uh, Martin Luther King Day holiday. I was about to say it's the feast, but it's not exactly the feast of Martin Luther King, but it is a national holiday today in which we honor a very great man. Today's reading is from the Gospel according to St. Mark. The disciples of John and of the Pharisees were accustomed to fast. People came to Jesus and objected. Why are the disciples of John and the disciples of the Pharisees fast? But your disciples do not fast. Jesus answered them, Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunken cloth on an old cloak. If he does, its fullness pulls away the new from the old, and the tear gets worse. Likewise, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the skins are ruined. Rather, new wine is poured into fresh wineskins. So we have a couple different themes here today. The new versus the old. There is something new happening here. Also, uh, fasting versus feasting. And really, these two themes go together. Um, <laughs> there's an image that goes through my head. And I'm trying to think of how I can relate it all to Martin Luther King. There are some very definite uh, connections here. I just think with Martin Luther King, I'll just stay, say something straight off here, uh, straight off the bat. Um, Alveda King is the niece of Martin Luther King, and she is very active in the pro-life movement. I've met her numerous times. I've had a few conversations with her. I actually had her come and speak to some of my students about 10 years ago. And one thing that she says consistently is that Martin Luther King is different than so many other civil rights activists because he based it all on the Bible. He based it on Jesus. He was not about revenge. He was about love your neighbor, plain and simple, regardless of skin color, love your neighbor. In fact, Jesus was from the Middle East. Jesus had darker skin than we of European descent, right? So God made us all different shapes, sizes, and colors, and we're all made in God's image. So we are supposed to love one another. The message is as simple as that. And she claims, and I believe her, that if Martin Luther King were living today, he would be in the pro-life movement because he would see how killing babies uh, is destroying our world, destroying the black community, destroying our souls. The fact that we even allow it to go on and we're not using every ounce of our energy to fight against it is just destroying our world. The Lord cannot be happy with this. And yes, the black community has lost so many members because of abortion. And organizations like Planned Parenthood, people like Margaret Sanger, at least in their founding, the intention was destroy, quote unquote, undesirables. Destroy those that live in poverty. Don't, don't help them. Destroy them. Wipe them out so that we can have a master race. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, um, we always used to say she got her ideas from Adolf Hitler, but then come to find out with a little more research, Adolf Hitler got his ideas from her. 
And yet we're still battling Margaret Sanger today in that Planned Parenthood is still doing what it does. It's usually found in the poorer communities and it's, it's, they, it's endless lies. It's not about helping people. You can do the investigation yourself and you can see what goes on there. And so, you know, when it comes to the old and the new, it's just funny. Um, very often in the writings of the saints, we see that sin is old. It's the same old tired thing. And the devil just finds new ways to throw it at us so that we lose our souls. Whereas God is always new. He's always doing new things. He's always creative. Every human being that's born is, and regardless, once again, of race, skin color, whatever, every human being is loaded with gifts and talents and beauty and intelligence and wisdom. There is so much value to every human life. There is always something new happening, new ideas. Maybe a new invention is coming through this human being or that human being. How often do people abort babies because they have Down syndrome? Well, now we have people with Down syndrome that are inventing things, that are taking public office. I mean, look at the beauty of God's creation, and God keeps renewing it. He keeps doing more. It keeps getting better. So this is one of the... um, one of the messages that I get here today that I get from this, there's, there's one image that goes through my head. It's one of my favorite images. I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of random things that go through my head and I guess preaching and teaching, you need to have a lot of examples and a lot of stories. And, uh, I love Star Trek and I feel like in Star Trek, there's so much, there's a lot of wisdom there. There's a lot, once again, new, I talk about new ideas. If you watch all the different series and movies from, that come from Star Trek, there's all these just innovative things. And in many cases, we've copied off of Star Trek with so many new inventions. And there's this one scene that I love. It's at the end of the fourth movie with William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy, in which they've destroyed the Enterprise. They had to because they were under attack and it was the only way to defeat the enemies. And the Enterprise, you know, that's their ship. They've been flying in this thing for a decade or two at this point maybe 15 years when the movie came out and they had to destroy it. And it was a devastating scene. So now they've come back to earth. They're guilty of treason, all these, even though they saved the day, they're guilty of all these crimes, but in coming back to earth, they have to save the world. This is number four. They go back and they get the humpback whales. I recommend these movies Four, even if you're not a star Trek fan, star Trek four is a very loved movie. Uh, where they go back to the past and they get the humpback whales that were extinct and they bring them to the future. See, there's a whole old and new theme going on there. Sometimes the old is good. Um, you know, things of value that sometimes we throw out the baby with the bathwater. Anyway, they get the humpback whales. They bring them to the future. The humpback whales talk to the aliens because they realize they, they spoke the same language and they tell the aliens, get lost, and now the world is saved. And Captain Kirk and his crew have saved the world, and it's the end, and they had to use an enemy ship in order to accomplish all these things. So now it's the very, very end of the movie, and they're saying, okay, what's going to be our new ship when we go out on our next mission? And they say, well, it's probably going to be the Excelsior. The Excelsior is the best ship in the fleet. And that's what we're just all assuming as we're watching this movie. They're going to get the Excelsior, which, you know, it's not bad. And then the music plays and they come over the horizon and Scotty, the ship's engineer, says, Excelsior, why would you want that old bucket of bolts? 
And they look at him like he's crazy. What do you mean, Scotty? It's the best ship. And coming over the horizon, what do they see? The Enterprise A. They save the world. They are the beloved of planet Earth. And so what did planet Earth do to repay them? They built them a new ship. Just like their first one, but this one is new and improved. A lot of times we settle for the old stuff. We settle for our sins, for the stuff of this world that never satisfies. When God has something new for us, something beautiful, something better. Sometimes a woman, and very often it's not a woman in isolation, it's her family, it's the boyfriend, it's the husband, whoever, they say, well, we can't, we can't trust in God and there's not going to be anything better for us. We can't afford to take on this baby or we can't afford the time or what have you, so let's kill it. And when people choose life, even in cases of rape, women are like, oh, I can't, I don't want to see the face of my rapist, you know, in this baby, blah, blah, blah. When women choose life, even in those situations, what does God do? People will say later, that baby and my love for this child healed me of the rape. That baby inspired me to come out of my poverty. That baby united our family that was always fighting before this happened, which is maybe the reason the person became pregnant because they were in unhealthy relationships. Babies are always a source of life and joy. God always does new things. When we trust in him, when we turn to him, when we place our lives in his hands, God always gives us reasons for hope. If you trust in the Lord, as Jesus' followers are doing, which is why they're feasting, because the Lord is with them. There's a time for fasting and mourning. There is a time, and we have seasons that gives us give us the ups and the downs, right? We're going to uh, have Lent soon, and we're going to be fasting, and we're going to be focused on the sorrow and the passion. Why? Well, part of it's because Jesus did all that to show us how much he loved us, but also it's preparation for Easter in which we will feast. We will have joy. And so the Lord, yeah, when we're expecting the best we can do is the Excelsior, the Lord is waiting there with the Enterprise. (laughs) Some of you are Star Trek fans and you're going to be excited about my words today. Others of you are going to think, oh, he's such a dork. (laughs) And what does this even mean? But anyway, I think you get the message. There's the old and the new, and Jesus is always providing something new for us. If we follow him, if we trust in him. He, he, we have great reason to hope because God, even when we've messed everything up, God loves us so much. We have to remember that. And he is always providing new and better things, including heaven itself. So let us continue on our journey together with our lady and trust that in that baby that was born at Christmas and in all the life and all the gifts, all the goodness God gives us, he's always providing better things. Have a great day. God bless you.